love when people are like have the passion for the city, but <laughs> Oh my god, Richie. <laughs> what the This is one more. I go everywhere, and then I like like Hans, whatever Hans Han, Zimmerman. Yep, homeboy. Like I play that shit all the time. Mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. like real deep into my emotions. I used to. I, I like everything pretty much except for country. I country, like country. No Why not country, Richie? I don't know, man. It's just something about it that feels a little maga. <laughs> yeah, See? that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to like it, but then it started getting too maga. But I'm uh, choosing any. I, I'm not. A, I don't I, choose any sides now. I think so there's a lot of. Uh, I'm a partisan. There's a lot of similarities to in country music yeah. and and like regional nor like norteñas or yeah. Oh there's yeah. a lot. They, they, they sing a lot of about a lot of the same things. If you yeah. well, Monterrey is is basically super conservative. So yeah, but um, but how y'all doing today? I'm. Doing Great. fantastic, man. Okay, let you let me know this time when we're recording. We're recording now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually we started recording as we were talking about music. You know, nah, nah, for nah, him, nah, for okay. him to let us know more about who we like. A recording know. doesn't start until you pop that can. Yep. Okay, pop the can. Pop right. the can. So what do we what, what do we have here? We, we, we have, have we have a mysterious seltzer from Hop Squad, and I would say the only way you can find out the flavor. If you are out there, you know, listening to this episode is if you actually go to Hop Squad this Sunday and celebrate their third birthday. Happy so, birthday. Happy birthday, Hop Squad. We'll Thank be there. you for this. What I'm sure is delicious beer. It's a uh, seltzer, bro. Oh, seltzer, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Seltzer. Uh, Perdón. Pero, you know. Um, Lo que significa que no tiene calorías, ¿no? Andale. Ah. Hey, pensando en la raza, eh. It's watered down. <laughs> what are you trying there. to say, Hop Squad? <laughs> Nah, they they uh they actually I've I've been wanting a seltzer because it's been one of those weekends that actually feels good and not too hot and not too cold. Look we at get, my sunburn though. Here we go. We get work done outside. Um, I was you know we working in the in the garden with my wife on Sunday, and you were also doing some some yard work. I sure was. I was having my Selena moment. I was like, I want chickens. I want pigs. And I, you know how she in that one scene where she's cutting her yard. That's how I felt. I was like, and I had my little hat on. I was like, oh, so, so, Selena. el requisito para que seas parte otra, por favor, is you gotta have chickens because Coke has chickens. I, I have chickens. Stop it. You I do? have three beautiful hens. Yeah. Charlie, Frankie, and Loretta. And so, do you eat their eggs? They just started laying again. We we had been some time without them laying and we were kind of worried and we thought maybe they were old, but we changed their diet a little bit. Uh, and yeah, they started laying. They just laid three eggs the other day, so I'll, I'll probably tear into them this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like a real Mexican. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that del rancho. Oh yeah, that's what I. But my aunt, you know, she did. She's like, "You're hungry. You want?" When I was in Mexico, yeah, she's like, "Get it, get his huevos." So I was like, "Sure." And oh, she just like got him, and I was like, 
I was like, wow. It's nothing like fresh eggs. <laughs> I was like, that's so it's organic. It's nothing like fresh eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's organic as it gets. For sure. I, you know what? Um, I mean, that's one thing about chickens is they love to make a mess. They like to be outside, but they will come through with eggs when they can. Like, I'm talking about they will come through, like, four a day, four times, you know, like, you can get 20 in a week, basically. Yeah. Um, but the protein, bro. You don't need more whey, you know, ISO, you know, whey or whatever. And they're just beautiful creatures, man. To me, I think of them like little dinosaurs just yeah. running around. You can just look at chickens and be entertained for the entire day. True. Like, chilling on the hammock. Wow. But uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, right, man. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. To the oh. To recording. everything. Salud, salud. Salud, salud. Hey, this is actually episode 75. Yeah, I was wow. trying to think of the number. So, episode 75. Yeah, yeah. Ya está. Ya pasó el tostón. You know, as we're getting close to the 100. I might get a tattoo. Otra, por favor. I might not if we get 100. So <laughs> You will only get a tattoo. If, if it's free. If it's free. <laughs> if it's <laughs> free. Now, and if Driusi or Diego Fagundes get a tattoo. Of otra, por favor, or... Of just, they Anything. said they would get a tattoo of Austin FC. Those guys tattoo like every day. Yeah, I, think they, they, I think they sneeze and get a tattoo when they sneeze. <laughs> but they should get one of otra, por favor. <laughs> they should get one of otra, por favor. I know I'm Diego like, has Richie right here. Uh, oh, speaking of Diego, um, so yesterday was Monday here uh, in Austin. Um, and, it's funny, and <laughs> Bocha just, you know, he was, you know what, before the season starts, let me stir up the pot. Let me get everyone going. He said, let me start the MLS <laughs> season, right? Yeah. Vendió una noticia. Basically. Así es como se hace. Y, y hace cuenta que, but it was like, he, he actually, he didn't say nothing specific. He just oh. said, como familia, vamos a dar un anuncio. Right. It was a tweet. Everybody started losing their shit. I was like, Diego, don't break my heart. Um, but apparently it was like something good. Um then yeah. they were doing pictures as when everybody was in Twitter at seven o'clock, como una, una buena iglesia que somos in the Austin <laughs> community. And the announcement announcement was that Diego was having a girl. It was Partner. a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah, gender reveal. Wow. Congratulations, Diego. Congrats, and Diego. And the Fagundes family. And the Fagundes, la so. familia Fagundes Amplia. There amplia. we go. Se amplia and si se amplia, necesitan billetes. Es de que Austin FC pre-court. Ponte las pilas, mi chavo. They need more money for uh, for the kitties. For the and, kitties, and, yeah. And, and, um, and the, dogs, the dogs. I think they have the five dogs, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, excellent, yeah, excellent media move by Bocha, though, to to incite uh, such a, such excitement. And, and you know what? It wasn't like a troll, but it was actually like like you know, let's let's get it going. But I don't think he even meant it to troll people. No. But he was just one more so like I really want to share it, but right. I can't share it. So nothing to that that's going right. on. He's a grandpa. He's you excited. have to. You have to. So and and for me is like I don't you know like I don't want to have kids, but like sharing. Like in, in uh, news of a kid is actually a lot more important than a contract. Right. So this is like a pretty cool yeah. thing to to have a little you know pump up before the season starts. For sure. Um, yeah, and and with that, uh, we're also gonna start a new season pretty soon this Saturday. For sure. Man, I can't believe it came out that quick, man. But I'm ready. I'm Empezó. ready. The, si the city feels ready. Yeah. I I'm looking outside, and, and, and football is coming back to the city of Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're, I'm super excited. I don't know how you guys feel. Season three. Um, I feel a little uh, weird. I'm usually, you know, because I'm not working with Telemundo no longer. I feel a little, like, 
involved but not too involved oh, yeah. you know it's so, tough kind of yeah. navigating those steps in a different environment right like and i'm still trying right and i'm still trying to do like my own thing on the side as a freelancer but it, it's not the same however that being said not to bring down the mood uh i'm super excited i mean it's going to be a long year for austin fc uh, a whole year because yeah. you know they're gonna participate in three other major tournaments um this season but i think you know we got spoiled with, um, you know, home opener last season mm-hmm. and now home opener this season. And so, yeah, I'm excited versus St. Louis. And we get two back-to-back. Uh, first game against St. Louis, and then we also play on March 4th. I forgot the arrival, but another home game. Mm-hmm. So, And then on the 16th, we're going to be playing Houston away. Ooh, so, March 16th. Si quieren trancasos, ahí están. Bro, so, I mean, on, literally, put, not metaphorically, not literally, that, metaphorically. Calendar, man, let's yeah. go. I was gonna say, um, Houston's kind of intense, huh? They really don't like Austin. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> but I, I think I think Houston takes it as like the new, you know, el, el primo que se cree uh. llegó de México y de Estados Unidos se cree. <laughs> sí, 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 sí. Uh, that's that's how they they view it. Um, and with that is, I want to ask you guys um, just the lineups. That we see, who do you guys think is gonna start this game in particular? Okay, well, seven thirty p.m. at Q two. I just hear the crowd. You know, they're going crazy like usual. I start. You know, you start seeing players come out in my lineup. I think it's the typical lineup. Um, obviously, Stuber mm-hmm. defense. I'm between Komanich, Gascante, Leo, and Lima. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I think Gallagher in there Um, instead of Komanich. Okay. I don't know. I'm still still debating. I think Pereira, Ring. I don't think uh, Little Wolf is going to start. Um, And obviously, Driusi, Fagundes, Ragoni, and Sardis on top. Uruti as a sub. He comes in. He'll get minutes. Uh, maybe even Wolf will get minutes. I just think, um, just like Austin FC, you know, it's a new it's a new team um, in the MLS, and they're also going to see how they manage, how they how they flow together, um, if there's chemistry, um, you know, in St. Louis side. So I think obviously Wolf is going to go with um, and score as many goals as they can um, as a club. Hopefully, we have a repeat. From last season's five uh, zero over since yeah we in- started with five last season and then five again and then the Inter. it gets Inter um, so I think you know if I was Wolf I would start off with that lineup because you want to get the crowd riled up yeah. you want a lot of goals you got great players over the off season you know we were scared that they weren't going to bring enough. Uh, Central um defensive defenders, yeah. defenders. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I can't talk. <laughs> um so that's that's my lineup. That I think that's yeah. this is meal. I like that lineup a lot. Yeah. The only kind of questionable part in my mind is Kalmanich. Um but we'll see. Maybe he had a fantastic offseason and he's ready to hit the ground running. Um because of its being the first game of the season, I you know, we might expect it's not out of the realm of possibilities for there to be a surprise in the lineup, you know. Like I think St. Louis is a team that I've never seen. I don't think 
any of us right. have seen Mm-mm. or studied. The first game. So maybe Wolf sees something differently, yeah. you know, like he's very st- strategic and, and how he lines up his team and uh, wants to set something up. So it, we might see something different. Um, and I think if you have the expectations from the beginning of the season of, of last year where we dominate, dominated those first games, you know, scoring five or four goals in each game, uh, we might have to just re-level our expectations in that it's it's a high bar to meet, you Tranquilos. know. Yeah. Tranquilos. Tranquilos. So let's say yeah. we don't win five zero, all of a sudden it's a disappointment. Nah, I don't think For so. For sure, oh, it has to be a freaking disappointment. Come on, Wolf already spoiled us as it is. We so show MLS and all those MLS raiders who we are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I think I, I want so. I, I for me is the starting lineup for this game. It's not gonna be the same starting lineup. As we go in the season, because oh. you have four different tournaments. The amount of tournaments and so games. So you man. need variables. You need, rotations, you know, for rotations. Sure. You can't play with the same, you know, ele- like starting 11 the whole year. Um, so I, I did like how Owen was integrated in the starting lineup during the friendlies. That shows that Wolf is really, really, really not wanting to face out ring, but actually give him more responsibility. Like, hey, you're... You know, you you seem like a player that is very like multifaceted, similar to Gallagher. So you can play in the wing, you can play in the middle. Um, but I, I just I think like I'm, I agree with with the lineup you just gave with uh, Colmanich in the in the left, Lima in the right, Cascante, Leo, Stuber. Ring is gonna start with Pereira mm-hmm. and then Drusi, Rigoni, Fagundes, mm-hmm. and Sardes. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think Sardes. Sardes scored a couple of goals yep. already, and and that gives you confidence. Um, Rigoni did too. Rigoni did too, and Rigoni, I got a feeling he is going to have a, a little season. more relaxed. Have a breakout season, mm-hmm. and that's good because now the one thing that we started seeing last season is the team actually taking a little more, like pulling their weight and not relying on Drizzy so much. Compared to the first maybe half of the season where Drusi was coming through every game, every game, you can see him, you know, towards the end, it was kind of like not everything's supposed to be on him to to change the, you know, the the dynamic of the, the game. So I want I want to see more of Regoni taking, you know, the role and Sardes taking the role because those, those two guys, I mean, they're already experienced, they're well known, and they it's not they, they're Drusi, but they can take like a little more weight off him. And just come through and, and, and support them, basically. Yeah. I think uh, Drusi still is going to be um, the goal scorer for the club. But I do think Rigoni is going to be up there. Sardes, I hope that, you know, it's a different story here with, you know, along with Wolf. Because mm-hmm. he's he even himself, he was really excited, um, you know, to rejoin uh, Wolf. And he just likes to... The, what he brings out of him as a player yeah. um, and he likes kind of he was saying he likes the chemistry he likes how um, the team is flowing and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he how he's being integrated um, so I'm excited to see him and you know and Rigoni too I mean I think this is a, the season that Rigoni needs to step up because if not he will be getting criticized uh, and kind of rightfully so and just like Driussi was criticized in the beginning because yeah. he came mid-season um, or whatever and then you know he he had a complete season to finish with the club and you know he almost got the golden boot this close and this year let's go get it through 
I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with some of the new additions like Sarda is coming in it, it, to to an environment where like the team really gelled and meshed like, together like with such good vibes. I mean, it, it's hard to come into that and not you know feel at ease or you know feel welcomed. So. I'm actually excited to see him play. Uh, I hope he does have a productive season. Uh, we know what he's capable of. We've seen him score for other teams. He knows the MLS, so I think it's I think he's great, and I think it'd be great for him to start and you know start off the season with getting on the score sheet because you know like the, our our forwards that's that's what they feed off of, mm -hmm. and it, some some forwards can be very streaky. We saw it last season with uh, with Ruti. Like mm -hmm. he had some moments where he was scoring some amazing goals and some moments where he was cold. Yeah, yeah. cold as ice. So. We just hope that not the entire weight of the of the offense falls on Drusi and you know, like like I said, it balances each other out a little bit more with some of the other players. Yeah. You know who I think is gonna have a really good season mm -hmm. and he I feel like he's underrated is Cascante. Julio Cascante, he in my opinion, I think he was the most improved last season. And I just think that this season he's going to be even better. Um, you know, obviously with Ruben leaving a little, he, it probably hurts him in a way in the way that he plays. But, mm. um, you know, he always or has in the past, you know, you know, had some headers, um, you know, that turned out to be goals. Yeah. Um, and so I just think he's a little bit underrated, but I'm excited to see what he brings on and, and how, you know, the back line, um, the chemistry that happens you know, with them and him and Leo and um, even the other dude. I don't know how to pronounce his name, um, but he came from Red Bulls. Um, and uh, he, he's a really big, tall guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Rick. I, I, Malik, Ma, I don't know. His, I don't know how to yeah, pronounce it. Yeah, Marek or something Marek, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we we all know that that Julio Cascante is an uh, incredible presence in the box. He's everything that you would want from a center defender yeah. uh, to be used offensively during set pieces. But you know where he struggled with the most was with playing playing the ball out of his feet. Yeah, yeah. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah making yes. the right decisions under pressure. Right. Um, sometimes positionally he was out of he was out of out of line. Sometimes he was uh he was caught off with with uh, forwards with extremely high pace sometimes mm -hmm. he was muscled out of the ball which yeah. kind of sucks to see from a big guy you never yeah. want to see your big center defender get get muscled out of the out out of contention right um so there's a lot of good things and a lot of great potential with julio cascante right. but um i really hope he tuned up those areas of improvement yeah um, you know, i'm interested to know the the uh, strength and conditioning part leading to getting these guys in shape for the season especially because Romagna, for example, coming in when they were saying like, "Hey, he's not in shape for what we really want, really want him." It's not that he's not in shape in general, but it's just for what we want to do. You know, he's not meeting the, the like the standards. Yeah. I wonder if if they're really, really, really gonna they're being working on the physical part and how much that is gonna play in the season. Because yeah. if 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 you if you I mean, for example, like you were saying, if you can get these players to actually understand like their potential physically. Someone like Ascante, they can change a lot in things. You right. know, it helps on on. I mean, when you feel you're stronger, somehow you're more confident, um, especially as a defender, and you're not out muscled. Mm -hmm. But that that's that's I really want to see how how they do physically. More so, not the speed part, or, you know, the passing part. I already know they have it, but just uh, keeping up and pressuring high pressure. Yeah, dude, I, I'm sure the strength and conditioning at a facility like you know 
Austin FC, an organization like Austin FC is amazing. You know, all that stuff is great, but none of that matters if you're not putting in the extra work. Right. Mm. Like putting in the extra workouts or mm-hmm. just following that nutritional key component part. Because yeah. you look at someone like uh, Nick Lima, take his shirt off, and that guy is Rip. jacked. Yeah. And Romagna, I, I never saw him take his shirt off, but. <laughs> You could just see on the field that he was yeah. a little he was a little bit slower than everybody else. And yeah, yeah he's a he was a big bone guy, but we had him for such a long time and he was with us with for for such a long time, but we never saw that physical improvement. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know, I don't know what that was due to. It's kind of a big question mark. What what could have happened? What was lacking? I, but I, I don't know, but you know who's actually whose shape improved as the season went even though they came a little later? Valencia even after his, his hey, injury, uh-huh, uh-huh. he looked very good physically. Like you can you can see when someone actually yeah. does some work besides the training. Um, from what I from what Stuber I you know spoke to him a bit on Sunday, and he was just telling me um, some of the guys they do pull ups. You know that shit gets you your arms strong. So, yeah. but I mean it, when you do pull ups, you have to involve your whole body, not just that. So mm-hmm. you know getting to do pull ups that pretty much shows like that's a high intensity type of workout and. You gotta have strong core. You gotta have strong, you know, stronger legs just to pull. Like everybody thinks, oh, it's just arms, but no, it takes a whole body. It sure does. So I'm looking forward to, you know, at least I just want to see like how the I'm excited to see that part. Like I'm excited to see what these good players followed and and where they're gonna take it to, you know, their their potential more than anything. Right. All right, you guys have predictions for this weekend against St. Louis. Cinco a cero. Cinco a cero. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Five zero. Okay, maybe six if you want to really give me a treat. Okay. Okay. If you're going to give me a six, who's going to score? Ah, okay. Bueno. (laughs) She's going to bust out the hat tricks. Hat trick with Ryusi. Oh, first hat trick. Oh, he's sunny. Okay. Okay. has one, uh, and Sardis has one. And then if you want to give me the six, Regoni. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> a ver qué. Uh, I think it's going to be three. Three? Three, one. Um, a header. Cascante. Oh. oh. I better not be around that area, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Zardes and, and uh, Rigoni. I, I, I say, I say Drusi assists, man. He takes a back seat. We'll see. Funny you say a header because he just had a head injury, so I don't know oh, how shit. much. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I take that back. Thank you. Nah, Michelle. Who had, who had a this, is, this is why we have Michelle. She keeps she keeps me. She keeps us in check. She keeps us in check. Like she's like, nah, Journalism. bro. Journalism. Um, yeah, he had a big gash. Yeah. I think he got a, a, a hit by Stuver on a. He got stepped on. Stepped on. Stuver, what the heck, man? I don't know. You yeah. were with him on Sunday. You should so have asked. Maybe he, maybe he's gonna play. With, <laughs> he's gonna play with the turban or the Peter Sheck uh, headgear. Mm, um, that that but would yeah, be cool. I definitely don't see him scoring a header. We'll so, but three one. I don't 3-1. know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a three one three zero. Uh, who's gonna be an assistant? It's gonna be Komenich because he wants to go back, go back to the starting. You know, play as much as he more than what he played last season and show us that twenty twenty one version. But that that's gonna be through you know like a low a low one of those like una, una diagonal and then someone comes from behind it'll be it'll be Drusi so that's gonna be the first goal and then Fagu is gonna score the second goal and he's gonna get every everyone routed up yep. and then. The third goal, I would say Rigoni is going to score. And he's pretty much going to do that. We're here. Celebration. Or, Damn. okay. So First game and we're here. We're here. Or, <laughs> I mean, you can't forget La Flecha. Hopefully, if he comes in, comes Uruti in. can 
En la flecha yo. La flecha. <risa> hey, basically, he looks like a flecha. Without the respect. Alto, pues sí. Alto y como una flecha. With the hair. His hair is probably like me ahorita. Toda greñuda. But anyways, we yo también, mira. But yeah, that's what I... That's, those are good, good predictions. Oh, Saturday night lights, 7.30 p.m. I'm so looking forward yeah, to it. So dude. exciting. Where are we meeting up? Where are we meeting up? Hop Squad, baby. Hop All right, let's squad, go. Hop obviously. Squad. Hop Squad, obviously. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. You got to get it right. Hop Squad. Cheers. 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 <laughs> um, so now, speaking of where we meeting up and, you know, like where the, the good teams, when the season's over, they're going to meet up in the playoffs. Yeah. God damn it. Like, oh, who who smoked the joint before they came up with something or who did a mushroom? <laughs> because it feels like Liga MX. <laughs> sí, como que está medio cabrón, ¿no? Hasta yo me Muy decía, cabrón. I was telling him, I was like, are we in the NBA? Yeah, I feel like I feel like NBA, NFL, MLB, MLB all yeah, mixed they, together. They all got together. They all got together and like, you know, y'all know what y'all need? Uh, y'all need a best of three yeah. and uh, no ties and uh, you know, wild, wild card. Y'all need a wild card game. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah. A wild card in the playoffs. <laughs> it, it, so it's like a combination between NBA and NFL, right? Okay. I don't know. All right. So basically, show. nine teams from each conference qualify. Okay. Seven teams automatically for the round of one, right? Okay. We're in playoffs, guys. Keep up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, which <laughs> is now the best of three series, right? Okay. If they tie, they go straight to PKs. No extra time. No extra time. In what world does that happen? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't happen. In USA. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> and then wild card. So it's number eight and number nine. Mm. And okay. then they, you know, teams, whatever. And they go into single elimination to get in. Um, higher seeds host in games. Um, you know, the best of three, whatever. Lower seeds host second game. Mm. Single elimination. Um the interesting rule in the wild card, as we said, uh, if to right, no extra time, uh, they go to penalties, and then you have the f conference semis, conference finals, and then the MLS Cup is introduced. Um, what else was I seeing on here that I thought was interesting? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's basically that. Um, the best of three series going home, away, home right. for the stronger-seeded team. Right. Um, super strange, very strange. I'm interested to see how it, how it's going to play out. I'll give it one season to, you know, fully judge it and, like, you know, give my opinion. But from the beginning, I mean, it's it's a tough tough to digest and understand the reasoning behind it but michelle and i were talking earlier and i i don't know we i kind of see it being just a, a a money grab an attention grab they want higher ratings more exposure more excitement yeah um you know making it seem like more like a, a an american style sport so that maybe you can bridge the gap between uh newer fans and the mls the beautiful game um i can see multiple uh reasonings why they're doing such things and the no no extra times during the uh during the play during certain rounds of playoffs i think could be due to like they don't want to overextend the uh, time the time yeah. and, and players and teams getting super washed out but i mean you're still playing a best of three series so potentially three games mm -hmm. compared to another team who played maybe two um 
I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was talking. To, I was listening before we came. Actually, I was trying to just learn a little more about it, yeah. and then I think as we go more, we go, we get in the season. We're gonna understand more once things are playing and they're placed. But uh, I was listening to ESPN, Madurizo Pedrosa, and Hercules Gomez, but in English, uh -huh. um, and they were just talking about at the end of the day, it's Apple TV's deal. How much saying do they have for this to happen? Um, because they put in a good amount of money, so they want to make some of that money back. Exactly. Basically. That's the thing. That you, yeah. so, you want to make money off of <laughs> yeah. a big investment. So, so what better way to make money than more, more games, more games yeah. and more excitement and more chances at coming back? And, yeah, and then, and then uh, Michelle, you have something that, that Gary Neville says and mentioned, and then it's just one of those that um, coming from someone that comes from Europe and they they've competed in a higher level Right. Uh, like game. What did he say? Well, it, it's just with the timeline. And before I dive into that, I want to say I want to highlight what MLS Buzz said. Um, I don't know if you guys follow this page on on Twitter, um, but basically, kind of criticizing you know the new playoff format and leagues club, uh, and leagues cup. Uh, basically, any MLS club uh, in CCL could play over sixty matches in. 2023 which is this year yet the league still only allows 20 senior salary cap players mls mls has allowed for deeper rosters or mls they're saying mls has to allow sorry for deeper rosters or the quality late in the season um if not they will suffer more so I mean, they're basically saying, like, you know, they need to expand the roster and double the salary cap if this is going to even work. Because, yeah, I mean, it is true. Like, for example, Austin FC is participating, mm -hmm. you know, obviously in MLS, regular season, uh, Open Cup, Leagues Cup, and... Conca Champions. Conca Champions. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that, that's interesting, um, you know. And so Ethan Finley, actually, let's not forget about him, by the way. He may have mm. some minutes this season, obviously, uh, maybe this weekend. Um, he liked that, and he agreed. Um, so you, I, you, I think it's unfair. Yeah, you got to have a lot more players coming out and because they're the ones competing. So right. at the end of the day, it's like you guys, so the people that are actually working, they have to be have a saying. And what makes it a little more critical is just uh, – when it was announced and uh, you know how it was announced yes that's that's what makes it like you're doing it right before the season begins right and i think that's kind of where now we can like dive into phil neville and and the coach of inter miami uh play for manchester united um big star right and uh basically over the weekend the athletic writers felipe cardenas and paul ternor Tenorio, I'm saying that it's... Tenorio. I, I'm saying like that it's Spanish, but I think <laughs> it's not like that. I don't think it's pronounced like that. Anyways, over the weekend, I guess they had a Q&A uh, conversation. They spoke about many topics, um, and I kind of skimmed through it. But today, Inter Miami had a media availability event and they were denied the access um, and, you know, they tweeted out saying, and I quote, um, they disagreed with the timing and framing of the coverage over the weekend, which during that Q&A, the writers asked the head coach, hey, what do you think about this timeline? Like, 
the league hasn't even released the playoff format and he criticized the league and said it was a poor you know from the league to do this a week before playoff I mean the start of the season um and you know, it comes to show the importance of journalism. Like I know sometimes there's different types of journalism, right? There's the investigative, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, the feature writers. Mm -hmm. Um, but it goes without saying like out of all the Q and a, because they spoke about Messi, they spoke about different things. Um, they spoke about Martinez, you know, coming over. Um, and out of all that, they, kind of pinpoint and they didn't like a certain thing. And so they denied the access to these writers, right? Mm -hmm. They're very known in the soccer community. And that just comes to show you the importance of not always, you know, taking the side of the club, not, not necessarily, you know, you know, being like, hooray, like, do you see, you know, stuff like that. Cause I know that can sometimes, you know, highlight, the club and you have a face and it's so positive and it's so like, you know, but it is important for journalists to ask these tough questions. And I think it was fair because if the league hadn't put out the playoff format, then like, for example, today we are, we're all kind of trying to figure out how yeah. the playoff is going to work and literally right. five, you know, day five, five days away from the kickoff. So, I just thought that it that was super interesting and ironic and hilarious about how the PR because at the end of the day is PR um, who handles the access to those types of events. Yeah, I think you have to let the media ask you questions. Yeah, because the only gut check you're gonna get is from the media, people outside of your organization, right. not the, the people that work in there. Right, people that work in there are gonna agree. Right. Even when they don't agree in yeah. person, they're and gonna, you know, you know, looking at things critically, asking those those important questions, and maybe the team didn't like your writing or whatever. Let's say Inter Miami decided to, you know, like what they did, they, they didn't give access to this media outlet. By silencing them, you only amplify their message. Right. <laughs> you make it worse. Like you make yeah. it worse. You, you don't. You, and that's that's and say for example, in a country where everything is freedom of speech banning someone from entering in, in a facility when they're media it is just you know it it, it makes it it makes the the team less credible in my opinion when it comes up, up to who can actually ask the questions right because you don't want to be i mean in in even like in, in europe and mexico and latin america the the media like in in mexico for example they don't allow people to go into the the like say Anyone that's not part of the, the the company that holds the rights of the media, they're they don't really get a chance to cover the, the team as much. Yep. So you always gonna have them bashing on Mexico part of it because of that reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't like say, and this also also goes with you know professionalism from the people that work and ask questions and cover it. But at the end of the day, is you have to allow the people to come and and ask the questions. Right. Because the ones that transfer the communication from the up there to the people are communication. Right. And that's the thing. It was the coach who said that. So they just asked one simple question. Like, yeah. what do you think about the, you know, the playoff format coming out a week before the start of the season? No, the I'm, coach said, I'm sure the coach got stupid. <laughs> like, I'm we sure. don't do that in Europe. And I hope yeah. someone, someone from media, if anyone listening to this, 
they can ask that question to Josh on on, on like this week or Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think because I we think gotta this, get everyone's every, everyone's, point of view. everyone's gonna like the players. Out, so. We just they have to have a, a say in too, and you can't just let corporate world man like dictate how they're gonna play. Where if you want this many amount of games, you have to be more flexible with the DP, you know, the salary cap and, and, you know, having like be more flexible with all the rules that you have when it comes up to the players and how they get acquired, who gets acquired, because then you're going to have a bunch of games with, I mean, not to say there's something bad about, you know, players that don't play well, we can have a lot of games going Los quiénes son esos güeyes, you know? Right. Who are they? With all the respect, which is more, if you want the, the team to grow and be be that team, that the, I mean the league, to be the top league in the world, you have to be able to take a criticism. Yeah, and I think we were just, you know, just thinking about the insanity of playing 60 games in a in a calendar year. It's it's a lot, man. And, you know, yeah. with, with that comes less quality of games, more injuries, mm-hmm. and just... The injury part is yeah. the yeah. one part that I'm That's more, you know... Mm-hmm. Well, for the players, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, and that, and see, the reason this got... This became a big deal and it started trending on Twitter um, is because, you know, these guys are a national outlet. So obviously national news gets a lot of the attention rather than local. And um, not to say that any local Miami um, reporters weren't probably asking the same questions, um, but I just think that's the difference between the coverage. Like a lot of the times, you know, local media want to cover the local angle and the national it's more of a broad of you know the league or whatever but i just didn't see the reasoning behind not giving these guys uh access to today's um availability i mean it was a fair question they just they they themselves didn't um answer for him they just wrote what What coach said yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it is, it is dumb. And the league didn't like it, or the club did. Well, more, the club didn't like it. Um, so it just puts them in a bad spot. But I just think what they did, like you said, amplified the situation. And it created a conversation like this that yeah. met, that is happening everywhere. Like, right yeah. Now. And and the thing is, we we I mean we try to be as cordial and you know and and as unbiased and in, in certain aspects. But we always want to be respectful. But there's people out there that are not going to be respectful. Right. And they're going to take this shit and turn it into, like, a complete mess. Right. Bashing the media, bashing, you know, the the league. They're going to bash everything around it. And they're going to call it a toy league at the end of the day. Right. Liga de juguete. Right. So. Mm. Exactly. Pónganse las pilas, Literally what I was thinking. I was like, man, no one would get banned in Mexico for asking these types of questions. It would be the opposite. Um, you know, even someone get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like, oh, they would make like a little quick headline and it'd be done. And it's because yeah. it's not a big deal, but they made it into a big deal. Um, but yeah, that, I thought that was super interesting of them and and and. You know, you got to respect journalists, and I guess that's just the molar, mo- the molar, the moral of the, the story. <laughs> <laughs> the molar of the story. Wow, <laughs> I can't talk. Hey, it happens. Uh, now, uh, let's change it up a bit and, you know, and go into the, the European part. Yeah, um, Liverpool, my guy, the new Liverpool guy. Hey, hey, you, you want to talk about disrespect? <laughs> God. You know what? I want to give it 16. to... 
I want to give it to to Real Madrid. They're the king of champions. As a Barcelona fan, me saying that 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 says I have respect for But their work. Right now, you're speaking as a Liverpool fan. But as a Liverpool yeah. fan, I'm sad. Yes, <laughs> like we started like oh two zero, almost back to back goals. See now, yeah, at yes. home, first, first leg. Liverpool yeah. versus Real Madrid, up 2-0. Hey, your damn. boy Nunez scored an amazing, amazing goal. He Orlando. was looking, you know, he was, he's been having a rough patch and he seemed to be coming back. But Vino Vinicius, Vino Benzema, they said, no, 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 hold that, hold yeah. that right there. God damn, man, this is hurt. <laughs> yeah, and Nunez, he's a good player, but yeah. he, I think in my opinion, he's still super young and he's still learning. He's still developing True. for sure, but it, it, it's great to see him with a little bit more confidence. For sure. Um, and then on the on the 2-0 uh, goal by Salah, a, a crazy mistake by a world-class goalkeeper, Courtois, yeah. um, coming off his knee and Salah just getting that little poke. Um, up 2-0, looking at home, at Anfield, everything looked great, but Madrid had other plans. Madrid, when they're down... It's like yeah. that's it, when they're up. It, it's like they're up. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> like especially, what, what, especially, especially in the Champions League. What Club said is like the the scene, the it was one word that I had of Real Madrid. It's just the 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 way they are. Like just their their blood is yeah. you. Not until the the whistle blows and the game is over, you can't count them out. Until then. Yeah, they're gonna have a fighting chance. Vinicius yeah. looked over and he saw Ancelotti raise his eyebrow, and then he scored that two-one. Which Ancelotti, <laughs> you shared a pretty cool uh, a note from from este Chucky Lozano about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, in the Players Tribune um, media space, uh, Chucky Lozano spoke a little bit about his experiences with Ancelotti. Mm -hmm. Ancelotti was actually uh, covering the World Cup. Um, Where where Chucky Lozano had his like breakout international game against Germany mm. when he scored that that golazo yeah. when we were not expected to beat Germany in the group phases. Yes, I was. And I was. <laughs> Ancelotti reached out to uh, Chucky. He said, "I want you to play with me at Napoli," mm. which he was at Napoli at the time, mm. and he kind of kept in touch with them. And we all know Chucky has struggled with injuries, mm. um, and Ancelotti being the type of uh, don that he is. He, reaches out to uh, Chucky, making sure he's okay and making sure he's fine. And mm. when he finally brings him out to Napoli to uh, join the squad, he invited his whole family to dinner in Italy. But Ancelotti didn't just show up himself. He brought his whole family Aww. with his grandchildren and I his wife. That. And that actually meant a lot to Chucky Lozano because um, he spoke about how difficult it is it is for for like himself as a Mexican player going to a different country and mm -hmm. adapting. Yeah. But when your manager takes that extra gesture and care, um, not just throughout your injury, but when you get there to receive you and welcome you into his family, that's right. a real deal. And yeah. that, that those types of things are key for young players taking the leap to a different type of league. So yeah. I just shared that anecdota with uh, it was right, right, right after the game yeah yeah which and, and that's like say for example someone like Ancelotti he's a Real Madrid coach and he beat the you know the I shit out him. of my team and then with Barcelona we struggle with him but man like that guy is just just a, a class of you know una clase de señor es un pan de Dios it's yeah you wish you could have the type of coach you know more often in, yeah. in, in, in general Yeah. Right. And and you talk about him inviting Chucky, you know, over or whatever they got together. 
But um, it means a lot because, for example, if I invite you over or invite Richie over to come to a family gathering, you're going to meet my cousins. You're going to meet my little cousins, mm-hmm. their cousins, mm-hmm. my grandma. You know, you're going to meet everyone, everyone. Yeah, my yeah. brothers, my mom, my tia. So it's like having that familiarity and especially with someone so high like Ancelotti, yeah. like you're Chucky Lozano, but this is Ancelotti. You yeah, know? yeah. There's so many stories like that about Ancelotti, and that's why his players, yeah. his teams respect them and right. play the way they do for him. Yeah, yeah so amazing. Yeah, man. Just going back to the game, dude. Um, total collapse by Liverpool, in my opinion. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The midfield looked tired. The, the defense was. <laughs> I looked tired. The, the the defense was unlu- <laughs> was unlucky, but they were also poor. Yeah. Uh, and they got outworked by by uh, Camavinga, Modric, Benzema, Vinicius Jr. And it's crazy because like you look at Liverpool and you're like you think that they need that they're they're getting too old that that they need a reset. But then you look at Real yeah. Madrid, you Modric. have you have Modric who's a uh, thirty what is he thirty seven? Yeah. But he had such a great. He was the most underrated player in the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. My opinion, and and in yeah. this game he he led he led the uh, one of the counter attacks like with he just ran through that yeah. midfield dude. But that that shows cuando te corte cuando te te cuidas, you know. Yeah. Benzema right. too getting Benzema. his two two first goals of the Champions League of this Champions League season. So today, yeah, today yeah, Benzema. I, what time, you know, I love Benzema, of, and he has such a. El gato. Like, uh-huh. I watch these TikToks and they're like the Playboy life of Kareem Benzema. <laughs> And it just talks about like how he like brings his wife or both ex wife and his oh yeah wife they, they all to come to like, his game to his game and yeah. I'm just like <laughs> he did a uh, wow. Neymar going to his ex wife's or ex, uh, his ex girlfriend's wedding yeah. Hey, yeah that's a that's that was a weird one I wouldn't do so that you want to do that I wouldn't do that yeah, I don't know I just thought it was so baller but, but anyways I mean he and he is a baller um, yeah true. Even though I thought he was his days were over, but nah, it I seems think, like I think they're gonna be playing till maybe forty one. Yeah. So now Liverpool has to go to Madrid, Madrid. to <laughs> overcome this two to five deficit. Yep. And and I, if you remember at the end of last Champions League, they asked Klopp if, what what he thought about the next Champions League season, and he said, "Where is it? Istanbul. Book your tickets. We'll be there." So he's got to back up his words now. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've learned to to understand. I've learned to accept the fact that for me, I suffer in European competitions around this time of the year. So I've learned to embrace it. I've, I've grown a thick skin. I don't cry anymore. You know, I just learned to be like, "Hey, a pasar lo peor." For example. <laughs> yeah, dude. And speaking of Chucky Lozano, man, uh, he had a freaking. Game, Good game, bro. Yeah. He killed it in his uh, round of 16 against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt in Deutschbank Park in Perfect. Germany. Close enough. Wow. Um, Napoli is a joy it's to a watch. Rifle. I don't I don't know if you uh, if you've seen him play ha- as of haven't. late. Not but, as of late. I haven't. But holy shit, man. Right now they're playing an amazing, amazing uh, type of football. Very fast paced, high press. Everybody is just clicking on all cylinders. And Chucky... His press was amazing. His pace, his passing. Um, he got man of the match honors mm. for this Champions League game. Uh, game. He had, I think, two assists. Um, I think one of them was offside, but he was mm. he had a, he had a shot off the bar. But dude, uh, the, especially the second goal, there was like seven. It was like a t- it was like a play with seven touches, including a flick into the box and a back heel, and a one time finish by Di Lorenzo. Um, I really enjoyed that game. The only thing I have to say about Napoli is like. They need to. They haven't been tested 
So I'm, I'm interested to see them play uh, Real Madrid. Or whoever, That's the one thing. The test is Real Madrid. No yeah. matter how much they do, it's Real yeah, Madrid yeah. is the test. Yeah, but that was an ex- it was an exciting round of uh, of Champions League, and, and I'm just happy it's this time of year right now. So, And then uh, just in the Europa League, Barca is going to play Man U. Man, okay, let's rewind a little bit, bro. <laughs> My Man United. They're on fire against your Barcelona. Against my Barcelona, <laughs> <laughs> I got a heart divided. But right now I'm red in the high of Man U, man. He's um, red. I'm red. I'm red in the face right now. <laughs> man, you, man, you got me blushing. You look at chulo. They played uh, Leicester City this weekend and uh, started off kind of shitty. They like the first 20 minutes were mm-hmm. shaky, but I've criticized him a lot, the yeah. hair. But he's he really pulled through this game. Yeah. He had two amazing saves in the first 20 minutes. And then on minute 24, Bruno Fernandes had a beautiful flick. The type of flicks we see uh, El Chaparro do at Bailey's, like the, the outside of the foot. Shout out. Hey, shout out Chaparro. Chaparro. Outside, <laughs> Bruno Fernandes did that outside of the foot flick into space, Rashford incoming. And it's the type of thing that you see it happen and you know Rashford's going to score because of the amazing form he's in. Yeah. And he took care of it. He's a walking bucket. Um that was a minute 24, minute 55, another assist, by, but this time by Fred into another Rashford run. And two touches, a shot between the legs of the keeper, and this man's on fire. So right now he's got 24 goals, eight assists, and he scored for his seventh consecutive time uh, in, a, in a Premier League fixture. So what more can I say? Is there a better player in Europe <laughs> right now? I mean, y'all tell me. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sad, but I'm also happy because Barcelona is first place, you know, eight points above Real Madrid, second place. Um, that's in La Liga, of course. But the ones that are not happy are Valencia. Mm. They uh, lost six games in a row, and they're in relegation zone. So, man, I'm hurting for that city, man. I, I have. A- Close. Fr- I have good friends there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I w- I've been to games at the Mestalla. I know how it feels like for the Valencian people to watch their team play. Like the whole city stops, and it's just so invested, multi generational fans. So I'm I'm hurting for them, man. Six six losses in a row in a, in, in a place where where that the the squad, the club is so important. That's tough. That is tough. Well, I mean, that team is important for Spain in general. Uh-huh. So I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, it'll be tough to see them, you know, go go relegated. So hopefully they they make a comeback. Um, but Barcelona is actually looking better. Every, They're looking good. Every every game you see them. They're looking good. Um, tough games. You know, it doesn't matter who they play. It's más más consolidados, más al tiro. The chavineta. The chavineta is going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say they they still have to you know secure La Liga. You know, like not until yeah. that one's done. It's kind of like yeah. You know, you, 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 you don't want to bet on Real Madrid because Real right. Madrid can right. make the comeback. You look at Arsenal in the Premier League, and they had they had a big cushion too, and that cushion became what three points, two points. Yeah, they right now are what fifty nine, fifty one points. So, yes. so they're leading with fifty nine, and Real Madrid has fifty one. Um, are you sad that Messi may not or reports uh, from his own father so that he's not going to go back to Barcelona? At this point, 
the only thing I could ask of Messi is for him. I, I just want happiness, just hap- yeah. happiness in be his happy. life. He he gave Barcelona enough. Yeah. Like he's given us, he's given them everything. You know what I mean? Like, and he's he. I don't think he has anything left to prove. So does he come to MLS? I would love to see him at a, like. Can you imagine Messi at Q two? With you, Inter wearing the little pink. I would, I would love, love to I see love Messi to see happy it. in Austin. I would love to see it. Buy a house in Leander next to Drusi. Oh, <laughs> man. Is that where he lives? Yeah. In Leander? I think so. From what they tell me, Le Chisme. You know? Oh, damn, dude. What I a, thought they lived like in the hill. What a stalker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody on Twitter puts it out there, so oh, I, really? I guess. That's funny. Yeah. Oh. Damn, yeah. I would love to see Messi Leander. in that molesto. Oh, no. Stay away. Stay away. I don't know. I am just <laughs> kidding. Um, I feel icky about Georgetown and all that. Hey, uh, just don't talk about Cedar Park, bro. That's my head. Man, Cedar Park especially. Cedar Park, cuidado. Hey, make sure you have your wallet on you. <laughs> I know. Son como los del DF. Okay, I have a funny story. So my friend um, was talking to this guy on Hinge, and you know they were getting to know each What's other. What's Hinge? It is a dating app. Okay. And... We don't, know about, we don't know about it. We, we, yeah, we, we've been out the we don't game. We've been out the game for so. ages. Yeah. I'm not in the, well, I, I was on the game, but then I was. I felt weird. So, okay, anyways. Hinge. <laughs> anyways, Hinge is a dating app. Um, yes. And so they were getting to know each other, and he was like, yeah, he's like, so where are you from? And she's like, Austin. And she asked him the same question, like, oh, where are you from? He's like, I'm from a small town. You may have heard of it. It's very small, though. He's like, it's called Georgetown. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" That's a red flag. I was like, "Georgetown is not, like Georgetown it's is not is, small. It's, it's not small. It's like literally yeah. right here, and it's like I don't know a suburb. I don't know." Dude, <laughs> that, that <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I was laughing way too hard. I was like, "Este way, dice que it's like me saying oh, I'm from like a small town of like Fergabel." <laughs> you know what Which, I mean? You don't live in Fergabel. You be, live in Buda. Right. Exactly. Got your back. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. y- y- y'all know the uh, the app Nextdoor? It's not yeah, a- yeah. Nextdoor, for those of you who don't know, is not a dating app, but some people take it as a dating app, what? which is kind of weird. That is weird. Um, So r- your story reminded me of uh, of this, like, Nextdoor thing that I that popped up in my email because they, yeah. they, I don't know, what I keep getting emails about Nextdoor, and I, I read the little headline, and it's always a clickbaity. And it's like... uh. A uh, young uh, single man living in Cedar Park uh, challenges, and that's one of the things he spoke about. Like, oh yeah, sometimes it's challenging because you know um, women think the distance is like too much, and uh, it's just. But but sometimes they're they're a little bit more understanding, and I'm like, dude, this is not a dating app. Why are people talking about dating on next door? That's weird. He needs but, to go to Reddit. I know, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, Georgetown, small town. It, it is far, though. If I think about it, like, if you tell me you live on Slaughter, I'm going to be like, oh. So, f- so f- <laughs> from, for me, that I used to live in Houston, uh-huh. it's like, like I don't, when it comes to distance, for me, I don't mind it. Like, hey, I'll see you there. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know m- many people down south. So, but if I had friends, right. like, hey, we're going to do something, like, I wouldn't mind driving. Like, I, I drive north. Like, I don't think it's, it's far. Like, Richie, no. on the road, is his natural environment. So, like, Richie loves Basically, being on the road. Yeah. So, Richie's a different type of animal. I grew up in Houston, too. Like, distances are different. But I feel like if you grew up in Austin or a smaller town you than have Houston, you have this mentality yeah. where, like, everything more than 15 or 20 minutes is, like, 
the other side Dang. of the world. You might as well take a spaceship over there. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you're not lying because when I got into UT, I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to have to take the bus. To UT? I had never taken the bus in my life. Yeah, no, okay. I didn't even know you had to stand on one side in order to go that way and then the other side in order to go that way. <laughs> it, it was like Mind north, the gap. south. Like, <laughs> and then, and shows over here, oh, I was like, I need to cross the street to go east instead of west or whatever. I don't know. It was just, yes, I... The most frequented bus, yes. the e-bus. The e yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah, the e-bus. <laughs> nah, I, I and That's talking about like downtown and stuff. I mean, I know Richie wanted to hit uh, talk, hit it on this point too, but um, the street racing, the takeover. Speaking of the streets, oh. can we just talking about South Austin the streets? You know, being from Austin, that was very interesting, huh? And, and it's so funny how it became so political real quick. Quema o no quema ca? Quema o no quema ca? Si quemo, si quemo, y quemo, y quemo, gacho, wey. Some people uh, got caught on fire, dude. <laughs> you know, growing pains in the city. You grow, yeah. you're going to so, attract so all kinds. What was it? Barton Springs and South Lamar yeah. experienced Out of a, all the places. I know, right? Experienced a street racing phenomenon. I forget what they call it. I think they call it like side sidecar, side something. I don't know. But it happened between Saturday and Sunday Saturday morning. Saturday night. Uh -huh. Which is the evening before the Austin Marathon, the three and marathon. Oh, mm. shit. So already a bunch of logistical the factors FDNS, happening in the city yeah, of Austin. Yeah. And then you have this illegal street racing where people kind of blocked off a whole intersection. Apparently it was coordinated. I don't know, Richie, can you tell us more? Because I haven't even... I, I was... Coco is the one that put it out there. Oh, you uh, did. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Coco, go back to you. <laughs> so what happened? I haven't even... I worked in news. I <laughs> checked out. Um, but tell me. What happened? So, because apparently it was or, uh, coordinated, and then people were like, "No, it's a coordinated thing," and then that's when it started becoming political. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, the car, the car culture in 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 certain communities, especially like the Latino community, is yeah. huge for sure, and and it can be taken to to an extreme like people are yeah. really in, especially trucks and and racing street cars and stuff so like a lot of times it could be a way of, of cultural expression like through the history of you know all mexican american chicano movements cars but yeah anytime there's some type of illegal activity or or like when you block off a whole intersection um especially like in the city of austin it's going to be politicized right. whether you like it or not because you have a liberal uh, liberal city but you're you're in a you're you're in a state that that is more conservative that mm. swings red so yeah there was statements made by the uh the austin police union kind right. of talking about budget cuts and staff shortages right that's how they try to make it yes. make it very political right. and i right. was like right no it it's anytime like that's the thing when, when you when there's an event that where it crosses the boundaries of safety and there's like incidents like people catching fire or like crashes. Right, that was crazy. That that type yeah. of stuff, like it's gonna catch the headlines and um, people are gonna make assumptions and, and then they're they're gonna bring up things right. like budget cuts and yeah. like the movement to defund the police and like um, you know staff shortages. Like those things are gonna get talked about, but I don't feel like this event kind of is a true indicator of. This, these that systemic these systemic problems that are happening right but it was crazy man i i did not expect to see that read about that sunday morning i mean Here, here's the thing yeah 
I'm sorry, Richie. No, no. But here are two things. Okay. I grew up in Austin. My brother was into street racing. This is not a new thing. So I don't understand exactly. why people are saying, this, this is not Austin. No, my brother was into street racing. Like, it just happened here not too long ago at the domain as well. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when my brother used to do that, Austin wasn't the population it is now. Yeah. So they would do it like on North Lamar, or, but they would do it at, at the parking lot of, I don't know, the movie theater or something where they had show cars or whatever. Sometimes they do it at Coda, but I don't, I don't know what happened. Apparently these people weren't from Austin and they came here and then just shut up. Whatever they did that, that wasn't right because it, it is, this is true. An officer did get injured. And when you are putting the life of someone, you know, yourself or someone else's it, you're not, that's not okay. Yeah. That's against the law, right? You can't do that. But, for people to say, oh, this is not Austin City, this is what happens when you defund the police. Working in news, I know because Joseph Chacon, APD's head chief, has all has said in the last months, ever since last year, that they've just had so such a hard time getting new police officers into their cadet classes because of the pay. Because no one, because after the black movement, but in, not just locally. I mean, the Black Lives Matter movement happened national, yeah. and then it, this defund the police. But then they got all these funds, but they still couldn't get someone. It's because mm-hmm. people don't want to work in that type of environment anymore. Yeah. They don't want to put their life at risk. It, you know, it was a thing that was respected, and it isn't now. And it's also stigmatized because they lean to towards a. Another side, right. you know, they lean more right than left. Right, and and I res- and yeah. and I respect the police officers. Without them, like, you know, but I also understand that there's, you know, within the community. If I call nine one one, my call may not get answered because I live in a certain area code rather than another one. Especially with the lack of police officers or the lack of, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's. A deeper issue, yeah. But there was criticism on the response on it yeah. taking quite a while to get anything right. under control and things that really being in control, regardless. But, but I mean, but this narrative of this has never happened in Austin. Shut up. Yeah, I was gonna say, you okay? I I love my Austin people, right? And I love when people are like have the passion for the city. But <laughs> oh my God, Richie! <laughs> what the? <laughs> Hop <laughs> squad broke your. Left. Is your your left okay? My left, yeah, but it like broke. Oh, oh shit! Oh sorry. Bro. Right, hold on, pause, pause, pause. Pause. Holy and shit! We'll be back. Somebody also casino el camino, casino as burger. They treat you like shit, but they'll give you a good burger. So, going back to like how people, um, sometimes they just want to, for example. Stuff like this, you always want to blame it on the person that comes in, and and then for me, it like comes from a different place or whatever. But like we've had guests here talk about lowriders in Austin for years in the east side, right? And and South Austin as well. So this type of stuff, I mean, I've seen this meetings happen during the pandemic. The only way people could get hang out outside was just during the meetings. Luckily, nothing happened. I mean. But uh, apparently this one right here got out of hand. At the end of the day, you have to be responsible when you have the civil meetings. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can do, you know, your 
racing or whatever. Be responsible, coordinate with the police. Oh, it's always on, and it always comes to creating spaces where people can express themselves. And when you do something like this, where you coordinate with the police, like, hey, boom, this is going to happen. Can we get this blocked? Two hours, whatever. Then you for sure going to help hold all the clubs accountable, you know, in a meetup. And, and I would just go like, hey, you know what? This is going to happen. The police are cool. The police are going to be around. And the the whole, you know, defunding the police thing or whatnot, it's just, no. Like, it's, it's you can't yeah. blame in a particular incident on the whole not budget cuts in the police. You can't. Like, that's this, this is, you know, a sociology type of thing. Like, this is something that, you know, you have to create spaces. And then... Yeah. But earlier, Michelle was talking about media. Media in the sense of... Yeah. of um, local journalism versus like state journalism but you can also take away from that like so we we had different different opinions getting thrown around on twitter we had local opinions and then we had kind of like these more uh, regional opinions such as yeah. dan patrick lieutenant governor saying this is this is the result of voters electing left anti leftist anti-police mayor adler and no longer is austin safe you know like he he doesn't even he, he probably doesn't even live here, dude. Yeah, he lives in, I don't know, somewhere else not here. Like, but probably, even then, like... Probably Aust Georgetown. Austin, Austin probably. <laughs> um, but even then, Austin is growing, so obviously crime is going to go up. You're, yeah, like you're going to... you you. It's a growing this, city. These types of things are going to happen. Yeah. But, right, we're not Chicago, but we are growing. We're not Houston, but... You know, we're getting we're there getting with somewhere. the population. Yeah. So when you bring more people in, that means more crime, more anything. But this is not, yeah, this well, yeah. That narrative is. And that turns into like even the politicians on the left, when they create something like this out of politics, it's just an incident that happened in, like in, in, in general. Right. There's no right or left. It's just that it happened. Right. What can you do to fix it? It always comes to like, okay, how can you make this right if it's wrong? You know, if it doesn't need to be fixed, then don't fix it. But if it needs fixed, yeah. what is it? And it's just like, hey, make sure the police are taken care of, but also make sure the people can express themselves. Yeah. That's the only way. But they, but they did, I, I mean, I will say, I mean, they crossed the line for sure when they yeah. started throwing, like, fireworks bottles. at them and yeah, bottles and, and hitting and the car. Like, that, come I'm on, a, man. I'm 100% against that. That, yeah. that. That's just... That's too crazy. And and I think, for me, as if you have a some type of membership tracker you would know who's doing that that shit you know automatically mm -hmm. um that's just yeah it it goes along with like say the supporter culture here you're gonna have people that really just want to go there chant and support the team and you're gonna have dumbasses that want to go do this a fun thing and steal trumpets or right, stuff from right. people so but, like, but the thing is it, those small situations where people cross the line and do something stupid that paints the picture of, 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 an, everyone, of an organization yeah. right. to some people exactly to people who yeah. are who are ignorant the of, outsiders, of the outsiders yeah. who don't know the intricacies yeah, of that and, community and, and so. it paints up yeah and it paints like say for example now everybody thinks houston dynamo people are the same as this particular guy no right there's some awesome people in houston that i know that they're not like this type of person right here same mm -hmm. goes same. in la yeah when someone steals a trumpet not everybody in la is dumb it's just this one's dumbass that decided to you know steal a trumpet so we can't just generalize everyone on one incident. Yeah. Pero como dice Iván Lamole, pónganse vergas. 
<laughs> for sure. So, yeah, that was a crazy incident. But on that note, I guess everyone stay safe and have fun this weekend. Yeah, Tickets. dude, enjoy this beautiful weekend. Hopefully, we get some nice weather as we've been having. And some of... affordable tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, you know, the ish, the ish, the high demand. But then by by game three, they're gonna be back in the you know normality. <laughs> no, I miss uh, year one of tickets. I right now the highest ticket is one thirteen, but. Season one of Austin FC, they were like $20. What's the lowest ticket right now? 113 Oh, I thought you said that what was the highest. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, the lowest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Okay, okay, okay. Michelle. <laughs> I'm like, that, that's pretty good. Sometimes I talk and I don't know what I'm saying. No. Yeah, sorry. That was the lowest <laughs> priced, uh, the highest price. Let me tell you, though. The Oh no, nah, man! Is, Wait, it, is what, it right what, next what, to? I wanted. I wanted to be in the locker room, right? In the seat. In the he wants to smell Drusis calzones. One hundred forty. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, no, I don't even want uh, to touch the grass. I've touched it already. Yeah, oh, already the, like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for this Saturday. I plan to take the train from Cedar Park and. Uh, Document my way there. Small town Cedar Park. Oh, so little, little, little small town. You might have never heard of it. It's called Cedar Park. It's Cedar Park. You know that Lake, Lake Line <laughs> what Station. What a pickup line, huh? Lake, Lake Line Station, baby. The Lake Line Station. Ahí va a estar el coque con sus compadres. Yes, sir. Hey, if you guys see us around, shout out. Say hi. Um, say Saludos. Hi. Hey, don't don't be uh don't, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. And yeah. it's gonna be your first game as a Los Verdes member. Oh hell yeah, dude! So. I got all my swag. It finally oh, came in the mail. Oh my gosh, dude! My nice. wife already stole my water bottle because she loves stealing my water bottle. So I mean, <laughs> Shout I'm glad someone's her. using it. Thank you, babe. Thank you, um, dude. I'm excited to take the scarf to yeah. you know be fully geared out. You know, have some stickers ready. Let's do it. Pop, pop, pop. Eh, bueno, se cuidan, se comporta bien. Like, subscribe, share, all the things. Thank you, Hop Squad, again. Um, we had a little incident, but hey, it happens. Things happen. That shit is fire. When you're doing the live, it happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. <laughs>